thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Related Views Podcast with Fig and Little. Related views, because, you know, we're related. A weekly podcast with Gen X versus Millennial views through lived experiences with life lessons we've learned along the way. It's the little things that make the biggest difference. You are now on with Big and Little. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode four of the Related Views podcast with me, your host, Ken, a.k.a. Big, and my co-host, Tony, a.k.a. Little. Don't forget to hit us up on social media, on Instagram, at Related Views. If you want to email us, it's relatedviews at gmail.com. And you can also find us on YouTube. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube, if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Today's episode, Overcoming Challenges. Tony, welcome. How you doing? I'm doing good, Ken. Just got back from Florida. And well, now, weather uh, was good, nice and hot, I hope. Oh, it was beautiful. It was like 80 every day, sunny. There was one torrential rain. Um, that was pretty cool, though. Good, good experience. Good few days. I needed it. Had a big moment. I'll let you know. That's going to be my uh, weekly positive. Nice. But, uh, so nice. we'll lead into that. Nice. Hopefully it's a lottery win or something. You know, we're all retiring. <laughs> that would have been nice too. Yeah. yeah. But, well, well, you know, I, I can't say like here we had a couple nice days, but I think it snowed a couple of times. We had an ice storm while you were gone. So yeah, it wasn't. Last, last two days have been beautiful though. Yesterday, today, I went on runs. I went on hikes. Mm-hmm. I've really been like getting out outside, getting outdoors, and getting talk, took my dogs. Yeah, you look better. You look, you look different. There's something different about you. Yeah, uh, shaved, cut my hair. See that? It's a whole new person underneath all that. Getting ready for spring. All right. I thought you were getting ready for YouTube. <laughs> Put my makeup on. Yeah. All right. So let's jump. Let's jump in today. Uh, you already led into. You got a big weekly positive. Uh, Toss it out there. What is it? So the weekly positive, about three days ago, while I was down in Florida, I decided to go skydiving, 18,000 feet. Skydiving? Yikes. Skydiving. Did you yeah. get anybody to go with you? Did my brother-in-law join you in that plane? No, uh, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he, he was not ready for it. His heart can't handle it. Now he's getting old. <laughs> I don't think I could handle it. Like I, I mean, probably, you know, my... 20s 30s i would have definitely jumped up there at my age you're just like yeah there's, there's unless it was unless it was something that you know it was a bucket list thing to do yeah no i will tell you i, th- I think everyone should i think it, it that 80 second they say 70 but i think it was like 80 second free fall i think it changed my life yeah um it was really the most like deeply meditative moment like time period of my life it was like almost out of body surreal Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my experience. So, uh, I was feeling a little down the night before. So I was like, all right, let's send it. And I, I booked it at like, I don't know, 10 30 or 11 at night for 9am the next day. It was so go drove over there. It was like an hour drive, beautiful morning. Sun was hitting as it came up. It was great. Got there. A couple dudes were there. Younger guys waited around, got in the, got my guy, Gustavo. He was awesome. He was from Brazil. He was hyping me up the whole time. So we, we went out finally, we put the, you know, put all the gear on, went out to the plane, got in, we're all sitting, you know, butt to butt basically or whatever, but close. 
So we get in the plane, we're going up, everyone's getting anxious. I'm getting a little anxious. So a couple dudes jumped out at 11,000. Fewer jumped out at 14. I was the only one that took it up to 18,000 feet. Now, now did, you, did you choose to be last at 18,000? I chose 18,000. Yeah. Everyone else chose the lower. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. I was like, why wouldn't you go the highest? You know, I don't get why you would go lower. Well, when you're scared to begin with, you're like, okay, I'll do it, but just a little bit. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Know. I'm an all or nothing guy. I yeah. send it with whatever it is in my life. If if I'm not going to give it my all, I'm not going to do it. I'm an all or nothing mm -hmm. guy. Um, But it was finally my time. He's like, all right, make your way to the door. So we get out there. I'm anxious. I swing my legs over the side blacked out a little bit like that was the moment it hit it was it was like so surreal i'm hanging outside of an airplane 18,000 feet he pushed i don't really remember leaving that much i remember tumbling and we leveled out and just everything was silent it was my brain was silent the chaos of life everything went numb there was no fear no anxiety no feeling no thoughts it was just so peaceful bliss. I could see everything in my life so clearly for that 80 second drop. It was crazy. Since then, I've, I've had like a new outlook on life. I'm excited, decided to go back to school. I went and cut my hair and shaved. Nice. Um, I, I like stopped drinking. I was drinking all the time. I haven't, I have like no urge to drink anymore. I've been running like crazy every morning, waking up early, going to bed. It was really this like prolific moment that I don't know if it's going to last, but uh, hopefully it does or just put your life in a new direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. It's huge. It was, it was huge, huge positive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll tell you when I landed, it was almost like coming out of the way I'd explain. It, I don't know if this makes sense, but like in a movie, like coming out of like a virtual simulation and you're all messed up. I felt like really like sick for 10 minutes once we landed. Yeah. And then I was, like high for like four hours, five hours, like <laughs> adrenaline. It was crazy. Like mm -hmm. I could not, I just felt my heart for like four or five hours. It was crazy. Well, I know I called you and I think you said you did this like 15 minutes earlier and you were, I'm like, why are you yelling? Like, you're like, hello. Yeah. How, what's going? I'm like, oh, we need to talk about the podcast. I just jumped 18,000. I'm like, okay, call me later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. That's amazing. And I, and I, I like to hear the story of the little bit of the transformation too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is our first time. This is, you know, this is episode four, but this is our first time taping during the day. You know, usually say, say that one more time. I was, I was losing a little in the bit. evening all the time. Oh, I said being epi this is episode four, but this is our first time taping during the day versus we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. usually taping in the evening, you know, and, and we usually both have something to drink while we're doing this. So this is, you know, a, a different time of day, a different version of us in the podcast, too. So good, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, yeah. you know, so, my so weekly positive just. What's that? I said some change in the air. I think I got a little lag on the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it on your side or mine? I'm not sure. Hopefully yours. <laughs> so anyways, my weekly positive. So for this last week, I, you know, I, I, I've been just doing a little reflecting. I, I have so much going on, on in my life that, keep, that keeps me busy. And uh, just some self-reflection 
that how how unbelievably blessed I am at, at the time of my life, where I'm at, uh, and this is going to connect to our overcoming challenges section. But uh, my family, my my hot my card hobby uh, friends, my golf friends. Uh, you know, my work customers who have become friends, like just so many things in my life that that is so good that I would have never envisioned, you know, through my 20s, 30s or 40s that I would ever be in this position. Um, when And I think we talked about this earlier when I was getting ready to retire from the state, I could retire at 20 uh, after 20 years. And I never did because I just never could picture my life after retirement. Like, what was I going to do? I had no hobbies. There was really nothing going on. Um, and I taught, I loved my teaching job and then I ran the business and that's really been my life for 30 years. And now like, it's amazing what I've worked so hard for. And now, now I really start to enjoy uh, from, from the golfing to the card shows, to, to the family, to all the family that, that, that I have that I'm surrounded with is just just unbelievable. So that that's kind of my weekly positive this week, and and we're going to touch a little bit more on that um, on the overcoming challenges part. Mm, excellent. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into it. Uh, you want to kick us off overcoming challenges? I know you just kind of went through a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's all good. Um, yeah, I had my split and all, but. Moving on, it's all you know. Good, stayed friends, stayed yeah. close. Um, I think the important thing for I would say when you're overcoming challenges, I think for me is to keep up a routine. For number one, um, I think you know keep up with what you typically do. For number one, when you're overcoming like a hardship in your life, mm -hmm. um, I, and that might be different than overcoming a challenge. That might be two separate things: a hardship and a challenge. Yeah. Which we yeah. can extrapolate on. Yeah. I mean, there's two different things. I mean, a, a hardship, you know, usually a hardship sneaks up on you, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not something that you ever saw coming. Um, versus challenges, usually, um, I think we create a lot of the challenges in our life. We put ourselves in position to be challenged sometimes, and sometimes we avoid challenges, Right. There's some of us that will run run into the burning building and some of us that run away from the burning building. So yeah. I think I think well, challenges, the way I view challenges and the way somebody else views challenges are completely different. Some of us that get in the plane and some of us that don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and and do you think maybe going through what you kind of went through in your breakup that that you say, hey, you know what? I just want to do something crazy. I just I mean, yeah, do you think that just pushed much. you think to. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. very much. I had to like just get outside of myself. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm one that overthinks a lot. I, uh, whenever I'm going through a challenge or a hardship, I, I just like, I don't know, I kind of dwell on I, I, I think every aspect of it out, like from this angle, this angle, this angle, because I just, I want to know. And I think, I think that's in all parts of my life too. Like I, I think everything out all, all the time. Um, where I know most people, I can't say most, but a lot of people I know are just not like that. They're like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, what? Like, I need to know. Like, I need it. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 was, I was just reading an article on relationships and I was thinking of yours. And I know a few other people that have been in these and, and they refer to it as breadcrumbing. 
and I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but it was just so amazing to say that that's what today's relationships are, that people aren't rushing out to be in this. I mean, when I was younger and you started dating somebody, even older, when you started dating somebody, it was, you know, you're in this committed relationship. You're committed yeah. to each other where there's so many relationships now that people, they, they have relationships with somebody, but they're, they never solidify a, a commitment, right? They just, they call it breadcrumbing, just tossing breadcrumbs out just to keep all these people around them as a relationship that they really don't want to be in a, in a full fledged committed relationship. So they have a number of people around them that, you know, they're just keep tossing out the breadcrumbs and they keep the people coming, you know? And, and, and I, and I would think, I mean, I'm sure there were people like that when I was growing up, but maybe just maybe it's more yeah. predominant now. Yeah, I, feel like, yeah. I don't I don't know exactly that when the switch was, but like even even for and I think I brought this up last week, if I'm remembering women are so like have so many more like rights, you know, and it's hard to say that that they don't need to be like married to have a house and, and you yeah. know, a good life anymore. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost and, like and, and it's okay that they play the field like the men have been doing for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's women's suffrage has really uh, gotten good. Um, so you know, when I think about overcoming challenges, most people think of them as negative, and I I look at them as a positive. Hmm. I mean, I I you know my my childhood was a challenge and, you know, your mother will vouch for that, you know? Um, and when I was in the middle of it and a lot of things through my, you know, into from, you know, being young all the way up till maybe 20, um, because you're living in it, you don't realize that how much of a challenge you're living in uh, and it becomes a way of life. Right. So, the way I look at challenges is every time I run into a challenge as a positive, I, when I come out the other end, it, it's given me a new tool, right. To put in my toolbox, my, my toolbox for life that mm -hmm. I can use further down the road. And, and I see, and a lot of people, a lot of pro probably your generation and maybe the generation just before you, that are heading into life with empty toolboxes. Like they really, like, you know, growing up, uh, our, our parents were nowhere near helicopter parents, right? Yeah. They were, they were gone. Uh, I think they call that latchkey, right? They were gone to work. We were on our own. They came home we went outside to do whatever. Like you didn't say, Oh, I'm going to go to so-and-so's and I'm going to be there till five o'clock. And it was just like, yeah, I'll see you later. And you just walked out the door and did what you wanted. Your parents yeah. never knew really where you were, what you were doing. And I think, you know, that created a lot of challenge, like things that we just figured out how to figure out how to get through. And I think it filled the toolbox, you know? So I think my generation were, was a much tougher generation that, we looked back on our childhood and we said, geez, we don't want our kids to go through that because it was so tough for us. But I think when we get to be my age, you realize maybe we should have let those kids go through, you know, figure a lot more things out because now they're, they become young adults and you're like, you know, they're still calling home to say, Hey, you know, how do I yeah. do this? Or how do I do that? Jim Morrison from the doors, he's quoted saying that pain is a privilege. Like you don't, 
it, it's hard to see it in that moment, but you're right. It's what makes you, it's what builds you. It's like, you know, if you don't ever have to deal with this stuff, you never can, especially as a kid. I think you have to do it as a kid. If you don't deal with your emotions as a kid, then you're like emotionally immature. Um, what's the term? Um, like emotionally unintelligent, you know, uh, when you're adult and in relationships. And so I think, yeah, it, it makes you, and each time you do it, if you look at it the right way, it's every challenge is just another exercise to learn, to collect data, to figure out, you know, who you want to be, to figure out how you want to move forward, to figure out how you can move forward each time. And, and especially when you come to the same obstacle, it's like, I have that in my toolbox. I got it. Let's go. And you could just navigate it yeah, so well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you, and if you don't have it in your toolbox, don't make rash decisions. I mean, we, we're all, we're all human. Right. And I could remember, you know, being much younger and getting and hitting a challenge and, you know, doing or saying the first thing that came to mind. And I realized nothing good ever came out of that. Nothing. Yeah. Any of those first decisions or the first thoughts you have, nothing good ever came out of it. Yeah, so I the became the type of person that just sat, yeah, just sat back and said, and then the people that I admired in my life that I really looked up to, I said, what, what, what would they do? Like if they were in this situation, what would they do? Or what would this person do? And then if I had people around me, I'd bounce things off of, you know, say, Hey, give me, give me your ideas and slowly, right figure out which tool in the toolbox I was going to use or what tool I was going to create to get past this type of thing. And, and I, and, and, you know, I always tell people and, and people always tell you, don't make a hasty decision, right? Don't say yeah. something in slow haste down. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Slow down, take a back. Cause it's never as bad as you think when, when a challenge yeah. hits you, right. It's like you go from zero to a hundred and you're like, oh, you want to move, say, and do something. But that's the time where you just need to breathe, relax, right? And and, and let it come yeah. in and really think it through. Well, I, maybe that's part of our evolution. We're back in the day. Like you, if there's a challenge, you had to react or you might die. Like we're not there anymore. Yeah. Well, the, it, there's still fight or flight, you know? <laughs> yeah. If, there's, if, if the building's on fire, you're either, yeah. you're either running out or you're going to grab somebody and help them out, right? So the the, the fight or flight is still there, but a lot of the in-between, I don't think challenges we have today, um, you know, it, it's really interesting because when I was younger, right, all the way probably up to my 20s, like if people had a disagreement or people were mad, they would punch you. Like you at a bar, at a restaurant, at a sport, like if you were somewhere and you had a disagreement, people were most likely to start swinging. Today, yeah. you never see anybody swinging because everyone's on camera. And, and if somebody swings, somebody's already videotaped it, right? Yeah. And it's and going, so many it's going viral. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a much different world. I mean, that, that fight or flight, uh, you know, you are always, when, when tension started to get heated up, you are always on point. Like, you, Nowadays, I, I I watch people like I see videos like you do on YouTube. I watch people like say stuff, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like back in the day, that that, that would never happen. You know, nobody would have ever gotten away with that, but today they can. Yeah. Was it was it Mike Tyson? I, I just quoted him last time tonight, but didn't he say like yeah. uh, people? Yeah, it's it's all people, fun and games till somebody gets punched in the mouth. Or, or, maybe it wasn't him, but he he said something like. Um, 
everyone's getting too comfortable because no one's afraid to get punched in the mouth anymore. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mike Tyson, I gotta, I'm going to get to meet him uh, in a couple of weeks at a show and, uh, yeah, uh, in cool. New Jersey at a, a Probstein's car show in May in New Jersey. He's going to be one of the people, uh, uh, you know, one of the guests there signing autographs and stuff. Look Very forward cool. to meeting Iron Mike. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so talk to me about cha a challenge that you've seen come up twice in your life, like uh, maybe 10 years ago and something that's come up now or or just something that you can compare it to that you that you would say, I handled it much differently the second time and much better the second time than maybe the first time or, or, or anything along those lines. Um, I guess the, and it's cause it's so prevalent in my life right now is separation from someone. You know, I, I had like a, a rough college breakup where I did exactly what you said. And I, I acted quickly and, and you know, out of emotion, I thought I just really regretted it. And I think I use that this time off uh, as my blueprint, you know, for how, and I just slow down, you know, you don't want to say things you're going to regret and just keep it cool. And, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I think that's the biggest one for me. It's um, I think even just relationships in general, like even with just friends, how you react when someone reacts. I think when I was younger, if someone did something I didn't like, I was like, forget you, you know, I get all mad, but now I try to understand like where they're coming from and, um, there, there's, there's always another side and there's, I think those things are, are what you learn as you get older, you know, try to look at it from their point of view. And mm. how about you? What do you, what do you got? Well, I, and I just, before I go, I just want, did you feel that your toolbox was a little bit more full the second time around? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, I I've been here before. Slow down. You can navigate this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I when I look back at big challenges in my life, you know, um I, I think probably the biggest was divorce, right? Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. back to relationships. And I think um yes, I I think, you know, when I was younger and I went through that, uh I probably made a ton of hasty decisions, a ton of bad decisions. Um but each one I learned from it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and all I can say is I'm glad I did. And not only did I learn from it, but it made me a better person and it allowed me to, uh, you know, mentally in my brain go to another level. And I used to, and we talked about how I observe people. So not only did I observe the person themselves, I, I, I looked at successful marriages or successful, what made them successful? Because I know we all know people that have been married and they stay together and to them it works. But people from the outside say, I don't even see those two together or whatever. But it's two people that that really figure out how, you know, how, how to make it work. And yeah. And is it one person complimenting the other? And that's really what I've come down to. If you have two people, right, that can complement each other that can go their own ways and do their own things and come back and, and share those things with each other that they're just constantly complimenting each other. Um, I think that's huge in a, in a relationship, whether it's a marriage, um, you know, or, or, or even a friendship, you yeah. know, even if you look as much as a friendship. So, you know, 
when you're a kid, you find friends and you spend all day along with them, right? But when you're older, you have friends, you don't spend all day. You, you're you just seeing them every now and then. And it's really like a relationship. It's really like going your own way, having these experiences and coming back and then sharing experiences together too. Yeah. Right? So, so um, I think, I think relationships, so when they go bad, like in yours, when you get older, a divorce is much worse because there's a lot more involved, right? You really need to figure out there's a lot more to overcome in that. And I really think if people today, if you have an empty toolbox, it, it's a literally a disaster. It's a, disaster. a nightmare. It, yeah. and, and not even for a relationship thing, but for anything, if you go into life and you have an empty toolbox and, and disaster hits or you know, you have no way to figure that out. And then there's going to be people that are going to figure that out quickly. They're going to have to, you know, the people that can come out successfully out the other side, you know, will figure that out quickly and could be successful on the other side. Hmm. I, I look at, I, and I hear stories all the time. Like we have a local restaurant here in town and there's a local store while I go buy my lottery tickets and stuff. And I talk to the people who own, own these stores and they're from other countries and they talk about growing up in, in war-torn areas, right? Bombings and war. I mean, imagine growing up in Ukraine right now. Like what is. Yeah. But, but these are the people that come to our country and they are very successful. And I think yeah. it's because they're resilient. Right. They were able to overcome so many obstacles and, and and so many things in their life and come here and be successful. They made them a heart. They came here with two full toolboxes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, there is nothing that they couldn't figure out when they got here, uh, especially not not sweating the little things when you're at that point. Like you're like, all right, I've been through so much more. This is nothing like yeah. I, I don't even care about this challenge. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And they come here and within a year they, they're speaking the language. Yeah. Which I find amazing because I mean, maybe I could, maybe if I ended up it, in another, I've, I've heard if you emerge into a culture, you pick it up quick. Like you have to, it's do or die. Yeah. You gotta figure out where the bathroom is. You got to figure out where to get gas. You got, you know, how are you going to ask? <laughs> yeah. Figure out some, some keywords, right? Yeah. And that's where it starts. And then you do, you know, the fillers in between. Yeah. And I think that's a huge challenge. Like anybody, when you talk about people that come, come to this country and didn't speak English, I mean, could you imagine going to another country, that that kind of a challenge, going somewhere and not even be able, like showing up and not even speaking language or even be able to read and trying to communicate with, with all the people around you? I mean, could you imagine that challenge? Mm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, obstacles, obstacles in people's lives. Right. So maybe not so much a so much a huge challenge, but these small obstacles that 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 hurdles, if you will. Yeah. You know, like job hurdles, like job changes and things like that. So you're kind of in the in there too, right? You have a job we've talked about here. You talked talked about you're gonna be going back to school, but you've been thinking about uh you know, changing jobs. I know, you know, you were help, you were working on your resume a few weeks ago. So these smaller hurdles for you at someone uh, I, I'm going to say at your age, your generation, because you really haven't figured out a, a, a career path yet. Right. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you maneuver through that? Like wh wh what's your thought pattern as far as do I go back to school? Do I get a new job? Do I get a new job and go back to school? Wh what's your thought pattern on something like that? I think for the back to school I, and why I've held off so long is I didn't want to jump in. Like I said, I'm a, I'm an all or nothing guy. If, 
I really just made a decision and jumped in and realized I didn't like it, like I'm not, I'm just going to back out because I don't, I'm, it's, it's hard for me to stick into something I don't like. It's mm -hmm. really difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided, I think I'm, I want to go back for um, psychological research now. You know, I have a psych undergrad. It's always been the plan and just debated it for nine years, but it's like, that's what I love. I love psychology. I love getting into that, that why. And so I'm doing it and I know I can give a hundred percent and that's, that's where my mind is. I mean, even with, with the job, if I don't like it, my life is going to be miserable because I harp on it. Like I have to be able to give it my all. And if I can't, then yeah. my, the rest of my life starts to fall apart. You know, yeah. cause I'm, I get a little depressed. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. So. Well, you're going to spend what 70, 80% of your waking time at your job. So yeah. it better be something you like. Yeah. And I, and I talked a few episodes ago that I think everybody should have a job they hate in order to find a job they like. Yeah. yeah, that in order that to make appreciation. That, yeah, appreciate that 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 yeah. good job, but but really, what's a good job? I know somebody said that if you if you like what you do, it's not a job, right? Yeah, and, you never and, work a day in your life. But even that, like, there's still even if you like what you're doing, there's still obstacles, there's still pains, yeah. there's still like, you know, yeah. work is work at the end of the day. So it's yeah. no matter what you do in your life, you're gonna have that. You're gonna so fill your toolbox. Yeah. I mean, I, I work, I, I loved what I did. I loved being a teacher. Um, I loved going to work every day, but there were, there were times, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't the students, right? It yeah. wasn't the lesson plans I was doing. It was some of the staff that I worked around that made my life difficult, right? So, so even though I loved my job, I still had kind of a fight, you know, more at the beginning because people just didn't believe that we should educate you know, these inmates, there was just a lot yeah. of people that just felt like, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I have to pay for my, my yeah. kid to go to, you know, computer school and here this convicted criminal gets to, you know, go to your class and learn everything you knew, you can teach them everything, you know, and they didn't think yeah. it was fair. So, so there were still obstacles, even though I had a job I loved, there was still what you're saying, there were still obstacles I had to go through, you know, in that, but, you know, I always say your job is what you make it. Right. And I used to say this to people all the time. And and I used to say when I used to see people come in to work and just be in a bad mood and, you know, just and I used to say, well, why, why are you what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, you, you you're creating this atmosphere. Like if you came in here with a smile and a cup a of dream. Coffee, being happy, I mean, everybody around you would be happy and this would be a much better place to be. Right, you come yeah. in here griping and moaning and throwing your stuff around. It's just you're you're setting the mood for 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 your own work day. Yeah, you're never gonna have a good time. No, no. And we've been there. We've been to the store. We've been to places. And we see people like, oh my god, someone got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. You know, and those yeah. are the people I'm extra nice to because yeah. Uh, hopefully, I can change their day. They could say, oh, somebody was nice to me. You know, so I'll be a little nicer. Yeah emotions are hard though you know when they when they hit it's hard to just make that switch yeah i i think i think one of the biggest downfalls that we have in our society is we bring our luggage with us no matter where we go if yeah. we're going to work if we're going to the gym if we're going to the store you know whatever is going on in our life i mean we're carrying it like a backpack so if things are really good in our life and things are going well, we that backpack may be empty and we're just bouncing around, you know, and, and doing mm -hmm. our thing. But I think for most people, 
that backpack is very heavy and they feel it on their back and they're dragging it from place to place. And, 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 and my suggestion all the time is if that backpack is getting heavy, let's stop, let's open it up, let's see what's in it and start taking some stuff out. Let's, let's not keep carrying it around everywhere, right? Let's, let's, let's figure out what's in there, why it's in there and how we can get it out and, 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 you know, lighten the load. Yeah. Deal with it, if you will. Yeah. 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 All right. So we're getting down here. Uh, So you have our life lesson this week. Yeah. And I think it's very fitting. I'll give you a quick little back back story um, because I think it's cool how I found it. I went to this place in Middletown last night for dinner, uh, the Celtic Knot. And you know, when you get the check, it's usually in that like black checkbook thing. Yep. You pulled out. So they use an old oh, and you book. slide your credit card into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they handed it to you in an old tiny book. And when you open it, there's no title, but when you open it up, there's all the the print. But people had used the pen and wrote all over every page, drew pictures, quote. It was so cool. So I'm flipping through it. Um, and I found this one and it just it hit me like it's so fitting to ours today and, and going through challenges. It's a quote from Winston Churchill. Uh, it says, if you're going through hell keep going, which I, it's so simple, but so true. Like just keep going. Like it's every obstacle as you learn, like eventually comes to an end, all things come to an end and you move on, you get to the next step and all you gotta do is keep going. Like don't harp, don't quit. And you'll get through your obstacle. You'll get through your challenge. You'll get through your hardship. As long as you don't quit, like it's, there's another day coming. Yeah. Yeah. It, it brings me to like a, I don't know why I just thought this and I, and I've said this a number of times in my life and it just hit me now when you said that, but you know, when, when I remember, you know, having my firstborn and going to the doctor and, you know, like you, you, certain people would potty train their kids at whatever age. And I remember saying to the doctor now, now when, when, when should she, you know, and he looked at me and said, don't worry. I, I've ne- I've never seen an adult, you know, not be potty trained. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> on, on her own time, she'll figure it out. And I, I just took that. I mean, I'm sure he answered that question ten times a day, right? But yeah. it was just funny that he really perfected the proper way to say it when I walked out, and and it really just made me think that yeah, you know, things happen. Things are gonna whatever's gonna happen happen, and then you just you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get to the place you need to be. And yeah, then, you're right. Yeah, we all get there at a different time, right? And we all get there a different way, but we're we're all going to end up getting there sooner or later, right? Yeah, we, and it's how all, you get there. We talked about, right? We talked about avenues, the journey. Right? Yeah, right? yeah, we're all going to be potty trained, so no yeah. worries. <laughs> That'll be the quote of the week. Don't worry, we'll all be potty trained. I promise. <laughs> eventually. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> and one other thing I used to, I, I, I still do. I, I still do when I, I meet little challenges in my life. And uh, I, I don't I don't know the name of the song, but I know who sang it. It's a, a, an old group called America. And, and a verse in the song said, Oz never gave anything to the Tin Man that he didn't already have. Mm. Right. So I, I think I think we're all born with with all the tools. We just need to figure out. Yeah, 
figure out know, they're in there. Yeah. yeah. Just figure out how to how use to pull them. them out. Yeah. Yeah. When they talk about, well, you know, if you're, we just talked about earlier running, if you, if you're, when there's crisis, if you're running into the building or running out of the building, I think we're all built both ways. I think it's just what we decide to do and how we yeah. figure it out, how, okay. how we figure out how it works for us. I told you I was a psych, psych uh, major and there's they, the same chemical that's released or for somebody who reacts to something and runs in to someone who runs out, it's the same chemical. Someone who loves that adrenaline, someone who runs from that adrenaline of anything, like that person who jumps from the plane or doesn't, it's the same chemical. It's how you react to it. It's the yeah. same chemical being released in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Getting down to the end here. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend, spread the word. If you have comments, questions, or even a suggestion for a show topic, or just want to reach out, hit us up on social media. If you're on YouTube, comment below uh, on Instagram at related views, or you can email us at related views at gmail.com. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. Anything to add, Tone? No, I'm good. Let's end this. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Take care. See ya.